Welcome to The Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Brought to you by Parks Casino. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Nothing mystical about it. You know, they did similar things to Tennessee, and so we know it's capable of happening. I'm just disappointed that we didn't coach well enough or play well enough to prevent it from happening today, and that's just the reality of it. Everybody, welcome to The Point After. I am Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. And our first segment tonight is brought to you by Brian Patton and Associates. It's all about the benefits. We have to go over the Steelers' fourth straight loss to the Buffalo Bills yesterday, 38-3. to Billy, one of the worst losses uh, in over 30 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the worst, of course, under the Mike Tomlin era, and it just felt icky leaving that stadium yesterday knowing what transpired on the field. And it started with fumbling the Steelers' opening kickoff. And we know what happened. Steve Sims had a high injury in pregame, and now there's no gunner. You can't bring him back because of the law that once you declare your DX, and he was one of them, you had to go with James Pierre. And that was a windy day, and it was a tough one. But let's go back in history did you say 30 years ago? 33. Uh, I think there's a guy in this room that might have been there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you guys are setting the table. You're pitching softballs to each other. Bam, out of the park. And here Welcome I sit. Welcome in, Wolf. Welcome into the show. <laughs> one, of, one of the people who happened to be on the field at Three Rivers 33 years ago. Was it, was it Three Rivers? Yeah. Was mm. it Three Rivers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, the other one was away, right? Mm. Well, um, it was, let's see, the first one through, yeah. We Cincinnati, were Cincinnati game was away. Yeah, because it didn't get any better the next, well, technically it did because we lost 41 to 10 instead of 51 to nothing like and, we did at and, home. And wasn't that uh, Cincinnati game a bunch of turnovers? Well, both games were a bunch of turnovers. Well, Every I time think there might have been eight in that one. I think that was the Three Rivers one. Oh, I think okay. there was more there was more in the Cincinnati one. But I will tell you this much, every time we turned around the ball was going the other way. Oh, I you know I hate when that happens. Yeah, it really <laughs> I I do too. And it was a monumental crushing moment for all of us. It, be it the uh the, the Three Rivers game against Cleveland or in Cincinnati, regardless. It it, it it stung. It stings today when you bring it back up. Because you remember what it was like in those moments, and I will tell you, because I, of of like, the all of us offensive line, I was probably one of the the uh, I would say, well, at least between touch and I was the more calmer of the two, I think, and I, I, I literally tried to get myself thrown out in the fourth quarter. I was so fed up with the Cleveland guys running their mouths at me, so you just start punching guys in piles, and the referee came up and goes, "Hey, seven three, I know what you're trying to do." He goes, you deserve to stay in here and ride this one out. Oh, I was like going, oh, I oh, hate when that happens. Curses, Batman. I mean, even that was uh, obvious. But you did rebound. Yes. But yes. now, you know, we don't have a chance against Buffalo unless we go to the playoffs. But you did rebound. Well, and the it was important, what, five games later? Yeah, five games later, we beat the same Cleveland team that beat us 51 to nothing. We beat them in, at Three Rivers 17 to 7. Same people, you know, basically the same people, same group. But, you know, this, and to me, that's the story of, of, Yesterday and 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 any time, you know, in for for uh, you know these guys to be able to regroup and reload. I mean, you can do that, and I talk about it doing on a weekly basis, you know. And this is something they've got to learn. You got to go through this. You go through some uh, real hard times to get through to the good times. Max, what's the most lopsided win that you remember experiencing? 
lopsided win or loss. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say, Come on, on make them lose one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, mm, that's a tough one. I mean, who and eh, let's see my nine years in Pittsburgh. It's tough to say that there was like, I mean, I would probably say the AFC championship game in 04 might've been one where, um, I think Tom Brady, I think it was like 41-28 or something like that. Like, they just – they completely dominated us, and we got a couple of touchdowns at the end to make it look respectable. But they kind of owned us. And I want to say that was the 4 year, my rookie year, was probably the biggest, like, lopsided loss. Because th- I'm trying to think back because there – I mean, there's a couple of – but most of them have usually been close within, like, a touchdown or, or two touchdowns. Like I can't think of one where it was, like – Definitely not five touchdowns, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's been one. I mean, we've had low-scoring games, but everybody scored low. I think that would be it. Yeah, I'd probably say the uh, that yeah the AFC Championship game in, 0- in 04. All right, so what do you think about yesterday and just having a day to digest what happened? Well, I mean. And, Max, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Digesting is what we do when we need comfort <laughs> food, and we needed comfort I mean, food. I mean, we, we do. I'm actually digesting right now, so it, it won't be hard <laughs> to channel that. Um, but, I mean, when I, when, I, when I look back on yesterday, it's, it's one you're kind of upset because, you know, I was saying this to Wolf earlier today. I mean, we were literally inches away in situations from – good things happening um and whether it was you know whether it was Deontay's foot in on that third down um in the red zone early in the game whether it was a catch to the outside that Deontay tried to make and George Pickens tried to make um whether Chase had made that catch in the middle of the field defensively if Minka had ripped the ball away from Gabe Davis in the end zone when they were fighting for it because he had both hands on it um, before Gabe did. Uh, I mean, there's just so many. If Trey Norwood doesn't play down too far on third down, the first three plays of the game. Right. I mean, there was just – there's all these moments that led, like, as a microcosm up to what we the end result was. And had we just put some points on the board, how different that game could have been. But it was a, it was a tough one. It was embarrassing. I mean, it was frustrating – you know, especially for us on the sidelines, right, Missy? We're looking at each other mm-hmm. and like, really, another one? It's like, oh, God. I mean, there was so many explosive big plays where the defense will have two good downs and then third down happens, right? You forget that, you know, they still play on third down, like fourth downs when they mm-hmm. punt. <laughs> you know, it's almost like they're like, nope, third down. We got the ball back. It's like, oh, oh, wait a second. We have to play defense. Um, I mean, it was just – it was tough to – to stomach through it because, like you said, you're always on the cusp. You're always almost there, and it just never happens. So it's just very frustrating, very disappointing. But you can see – see, that's the thing. It's disappointing, but the same thing is you see it's like, man, if just a little thing here, if you just tighten the screw here, like it could be a completely different game. And they're on the verge of either getting blown out or this being a tight football game against a really good team. And it just so happens that – the inch wasn't tightened, tight, tightened enough, and you get blown out by five touchdowns. Yeah, you knew it was bad when we were watching the Bills' sideline to see what Case Keenum was doing and when he was going to warm up. And 
make his presence. It was one of those things that, you know, after halftime, you kind of felt this is going to happen at some point. And you mentioned the defense. They gave up 11 plays of 20-plus yards. Three were 40-plus. And what's the common denominator? How How is it that so many things are so close, yet it just seems so far away? You know, when I look at it, I, I think it just comes down to, you know, just execution, just little things. I mean, it's little things being screwed in there. Um, defensively, offensively, I mean, you can't affect the wind, but I, but I mean, you also threw the ball 51 times, and I felt Kenny Pickett did the best job he could never playing in that type of environment, and the wind swirls that were just crazy, like trying to deal with it, but it's so tough when you have outside factors affecting your performance. Once the ball goes in the air and it's above 10 feet, it could be a completely different weather pattern than what you're thinking about that you're feeling in the moment. So that's one of the things that was tough. And I think some of those balls sailed on him because of that. But I think it's just everybody being locked in every single play. you got to have 11 guys in. I said this to Wolf, um, 111th, right? You're responsible for one out of 11 responsibilities when you're on the field, and that's yours. When you're on the field, you have to do your job to the best of your ability. You can't worry about anybody else. You have to trust that the rest of your teammates are going to do their one out of 11 and that if all of us do our one out of 11th, it will make a hole and good things will happen. But when people try and do a little bit more or guys do a little bit less, that's when we have issues. And we're not good enough to overcome that. Like everybody has to be playing at their best moment for us to have a chance. We just we don't have that. We don't have that collective talent right now because there's a there's a certain level of trust you play with that allows you to elevate your game and I don't think that's there right now. I saw too many guys getting upset with each other, you know, over small plays and everything else and I, that comes down to trust and I think that's that's what we're experiencing right now. Well, how do they how do they get it together and have that trust and rebound hopefully like you guys were able to do not that they would play the Bills again in 5 games but you know, the season's still going. The bye week is not here yet. You still have a few more games before you even get to that point where you can take a break and maybe regroup. Well, you got to get back to work. You know, number one, I remember uh, Chuck Noll rattled off four points basically to us in 1989 when he came into the meeting room and he had USA Today and it said in the headlines, it said, um, has the game bypassed Chuck Noll? And, I mean, that's, whoa. And he right? brought it in. I. I, I remember that now, whether, you know, that's part of Ramnesia or not. That's the point I remember. I just know that it was out that day, and I thought that the, the, a copy was in. But all the answers to all the questions that you guys are having are to be found within the walls of the locker room. That's the first point that he made. You know, and the point was you guys have to take ownership of this, and to own it is something that what does that mean because it's one of those little – metaphors that you know you kick around a little bit you know and people say oh you got to own it well you got to make it yours you have to understand that you are what you put on video and if you're lacking in something you have to work on that if you're a professional and you are going to raise your level of play to meet that of the group you've got to be able to to do what you need to do and part for me and I'm trying to make this specific was I remember when I first got moved out to tackle how much I had to extra work I had to put to get to time my feet and my hands together in punching and pass protection 
It was difficult for me. At guard, that's close quarter combat. At guard, you can hunker down. You take, uh, you can jump, uh, jump set a guy real short, throw your punch, jam, and, and, you know, it's all in a very close confinement. Well, I tackle, as Max knows, you're out there in a parking lot. You know, I prefer <laughs> the close confines of a, uh, of a good fight inside a phone booth rather than being out in the middle of a parking lot where you're chasing ghosts. You know, I mean, some of these guys are so fast. And so that's a, an example of what you have to do when I talk about taking ownership. You've got to improve whatever it is that is not allowing you to play to your full fur, 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 fur level. Sorry, got mixed up in what I'm saying there, and I got no tooth. <laughs> oh, gosh. Isn't that terrible? Can you whistle Every, Sister Susie? You know, I'm trying to work. Yeah, I'm trying to work <laughs> on my whistle, and it's just not quite the same. This. You know, when the season's over and they, they drill up there and I can get that tooth back, I get my – right now I got a stunt tooth, and I don't like that. You know, <laughs> This is oh, what bothered oh me. Uh, okay, the passes will happen, and Allen is a great quarterback, and he's got the surrounding cast. But you had runs of 23, 21, and 24 yards. Uh, that can't happen. And especially the one, the 23-yarder by Singletary – and then the roughing call against Miles Jack, and all of a sudden they're at the 15-yard line. You can't make it easy for them. And you're right. You have to look in the mirror and say, I take ownership of this. I did something that hurt my team. And I'm not cuffing Miles Jack. He, you know, I love the guy, and I think he's one of your leaders. But uh, it still comes down to me. There's no I in team, but there's a lot of me. As the great Sam Rotigliano once told me, there's no I in the word team, but there's Two eyes in the word idiot. Don't be one. <laughs> why you look, that sounds why like you, a shirt. Yeah, it was like, Sam, why are you looking at me? <laughs> you say that. Oh, That's sorry. before cell phones. He probably would have snapped your picture. Yeah. To <laughs> emphasize his point. Come on. Thank well, you, I'll, I'll, I'll ease up. I, that's all right. It's Everyone's on night. edge tonight. Yeah, right. we're all... The question is, has the thud we heard yesterday been the bottom? And I think a lot of fans want to know that. Or is it possibly going to get worse? I mean, when's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers were an underdog at home? I don't think I, I ever remember that. You know, outside, but you mean you mean outside of the Jets game? Was that were they on? Oh, were yeah. the underdogs there? Yeah, they were. I don't even pay attention one. to that stuff. You, you mean know? the playoff game? No, no this past no, one. I, I know, this oh past no, I'm one. talking about eight point favorite oh. or underdog. Oh. Oh, eight point under. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't think of. Yeah, at home. Yeah, no. I mean, I, it's it's these are strange Long waters. Time. Yeah, I was gonna say, just looking at Twitter right now, uh, it was either Sports Illustrated or The Ringer had, will the Steelers finish the season as the worst team in the NFL? We debate. That's mm. where we're at. It, you know, after week five. Well, and right now there are four teams at one and four, and we're one of them. Uh, that is the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now the Raiders could join us tonight. Yes. Yeah, Panthers, Commanders, Lions, and Texans. And as you said, the Las Vegas Raiders play the Kansas City Chiefs tonight on Monday night. Well, the other thing Chuck said on that fateful day, on a Tuesday morning in 1989, was be careful what you read. Be careful what you <laughs> But he brings watch. a newspaper in. Well, you know, because he was trying to make a point. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you allow to influence you. Because if, if you don't protect what you your thought process, he, the point he was making, is that you're going to really pollute what you, you know, your concentration levels. And you start to believe things that are, are written that aren't necessarily true. Correct. Some, 
some people, you know, for some people, it's it's very easy. For some people, it's very hard, you know. And, the, and in this day of social media, I can't think of a better way than to just turn off, as Mike would talk about, Mike Tomlin, turn off the noise, you know, shut out the noise. All right, we're going to take a break here on The Point After. When we return, we'll talk about Kenny, Kenny Pickett's first start in the NFL and much more about the Steelers' offense. Were there any silver linings? We'll discuss. You're listening to WDVE. Back to The Point After, brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. You know, there's there's ways to do it, right? I mean, there, there's definitely ways to do it. It's There's no finger pointing. Like I said, i got to take a lot of ownership of this. I'm the quarterback of the team. They drafted me in the first round for a reason to go out there and play. So I, I was ready to go. Once they, once they drafted me, I, I wanted to be the guy. So there's a lot of things that come with that, and I think uh, the way I work and how much effort and time I put in with these guys, I think the, the respect is there. So when I'm talking to guys, there's, there's no disrespect. There's no um, calling anybody out. You know, we all want to win. So that's something that we got to, you know, continue to work towards. Um, like I said, the road doesn't get easier, so it's got to get you know fixed quickly. That was Kenny Pickett following the Steelers' 38-3 loss to the Bills in Buffalo on Sunday. Pickett was 34-52 for 327 yards, zero touchdowns, one interceptions, and the Steelers' offense 0 for 4 in the red zone. You're listening to The Point After. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks, and our segment now is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank in Don's Appliance. For every field goal we kick this season, Don's Appliance will donate $1,000 to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. That is 5,000 meals each time. Thank you to Don's Appliance, and you can donate too by texting GOALS to 50155. Billy, you've watched a lot of Kenny Pickett uh, over the past few years. What did you think of his performance first go in the NFL as a starter yesterday? I thought he was in command. I thought he did a, a pretty good job. And and you say 0 for 4 in the red zone, and yeah, sure, that's that's on you. But the Bills were only 1 for 4. But statistics, I can say that easy. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because yes. get a tooth they, knocked they, out, well, see how you do with well, that one. Thank you very much. I'd really be uh, probably speaking a foreign language. <laughs> the, uh, you know, 98 yards, 62 yards, you're not in the red zone. Yeah. They had a run, a run from outside the red zone. You know, so, you know, that those statistics do lie. But, uh, yeah, he, I thought he did well. Uh, can he do better? Sure. Uh, the one play I didn't like, and I don't know whether it was on him or Najee or the call, was the two-yard pass on third down. Uh, I and, and do you remember the play? Yeah, Najee Short just ran a little off. But Najee, he had a yeah. technical problem with that, though, didn't he? Well, he turned around, and I guess if you would let him, maybe he had a chance if you would let him out into the flat. and he could Okay, well, up. then that's He turned okay. back. It, he came back to a back shoulder. I don't know. You know, either one, um, it's a situation that's very difficult. Uh, look, I thought Kenny acquitted himself excellently. I thought his, his field generalship, his ability to get the people into the huddle, command the huddle, move the huddle, make sure there's no stupid penalties of, of you know not having enough time and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, he did the things that you had to do when there was a motion and whatever you, you got to do. He did all those nuances of playing quarterback at a pretty high level. I think he got big points in my, my view in handling a hostile crowd in a hostile environment with a team that – there are moments in time that, and Max knows this. Sometimes you know when the game's getting away from you. You know, you you know when when all of a sudden there's that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you go, "This is not going to end well." Just because you can tell from years of playing, however, that there's a chance that this could get really bad. And the fact is, he never let it show. 
He never led in the slightest bit like any frustration. He led the team. He did a good job. Way to go, Kenny. Good for you. Max. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would say, I, I think I think Kenny Pickett did well considering the circumstances. I mean, for me, would I have wanted Kenny Pickett in in this game? Probably not. If I had, <laughs> if I had to go through the schedule and pick it out, right? Like, hey, when am I going to insert Kenny Pickett? But we're here. We're here. Second half of the Jets game to now, we've had six quarters of Kenny Pickett. And he. I, I will say this, he's done, he's done enough to say that, you know what? He does deserve a shot. And the way he's acquitted himself. Now, granted, we're still sitting here, what, five weeks into the season. And we're looking for a passing touchdown to a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we've relied a lot on Chris Boswell's leg. Yesterday was not the environment for him to kick field goals. Um, we saw by the evidence fact of one of three. But it, it's on the cusp. So do I think it's it looks more productive than Mitch because he's quicker and there's getting higher completion percentage, right? The yards dictate that. But at the same time, is this – offense optimized for what the personnel is and for that question I don't know as it looks right now I would say no right just because of points per time on the field you know we always equate it you should be able to score one point per minute of possession and we are woefully below that line so it's not optimized so is it the one out of 11 is it is it not everybody doing the job, or is the scheme not fitting the personnel that you presently have? That is the really important question. But Kenny Pickett, I think, has done well within that construct. It just has not resulted in points. Max, I thought last year the receivers as a group did not help Ben Roethlisberger. And I saw signs of that yesterday where your two top receivers, Dion Tay Johnson and Chase Claypool, had 22 targets and 10 catches. And I think they've got to get, they've got to get more into gear to help the quarterback. That's just my opinion. I can't well, say that about George Pickens. Yeah, and and you know you're right, Billy, because I think it was actually because we were calling the game on radio. Um, my friend sent me a clip and said that Tony Romo actually made that observation and he called out Chase Claypool mm-hmm. and said that that Chase Claypool is not making himself quarterback friendly to receive a pass and I thought that was something um and he pointed out a couple of examples and I'm like huh he might be on to something there because you know it's if you want to say and self-proclaim that you're going to be the best wide receiver you're going to be a top five wide receiver in the league you do things to help your quarterback assist you in that goal and not every time do I see Chase Claypool doing things that say, hey, look at me. You need to get it to me. I'm doing what I can to make myself presentable to you so you can put the ball on me. It's like everything has to be a combat catch. Everything has to be a tight window, and then he's body catching a majority of things, and they're bouncing off of him because he's trying to catch with his shoulder pads, then his hands. And I was like, hmm, he might be onto something. And Deontay is like – I feel like Deontay's a lot closer – because, like I said, we're inches away. Like that Jets game, literally the tip of his shoe. The the game yesterday on that third down, right? The second foot dragging, hitting the tip of his shoe, not getting in back. Like there's just little things here and there for more so Deontay. 
And Deontay got 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 the lion's share of targets. I think he finished with what fourteen targets, thirteen or 15 targets, thirteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you're looking at that. You're saying, okay, you're you're getting the looks, and George Pickens is doing less. Is doing is doing a lot more with less targets. So you guys need to elevate your game in this process. And of course, it hurt. You know, we lost uh, Pat Fryermuth in that game because I think those are the two he has a really good rapport with, and he's working to get that rapport with Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. But once again, collectively, they're not doing enough. I feel like Deontay's doing more than Chase, but as a whole, from the combo, they're both not making it easy. Max, I met a man after the game who knows the Friar Move family in the press box, and he said the family said that he had passed all the concussive tests. So that's a good sign. Good, 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 good. Yeah, because we we're going to need him against Tampa Bay. <laughs> Going quickly, since we're talking about injuries, uh, Levi Wallace also left the game in concussion protocol. We went over Steve Sims, who injured his eye during pregame. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi with a back injury. He missed most of the game. Cam Sutton also left with an hamstring injury. And then, of course, the Steelers were already without Terrell Edmonds in the concussion protocol. He was warming up during pregames, which I thought was a good sign, doing a lot of stuff with Minka Fitzpatrick. So hopefully his arrows pointed up for this week. And then Akilla Witherspoon missing his second game with a groin injury. So it feels like the injuries are stacking up on the defensive side. Wolf and, you know, next man up, the standard is the standard. But it has really changed what they've wanted to do from the, the get-go on that side of the ball. Well, think about it. Next man up means that you got to have a next man. And right now they're running out of next men. You know, so you've got <laughs> the situation where you're going bring bringing guys up from the practice squad. And Josh Jackson being one. Simply put, you know, the young man, there's another guy. And, Max, you were talking about this earlier this morning. We were talking about it on the show. You know, he's in position. He's in, in coverage on the receiver. I think it was uh, Khalil Shakir, maybe. Uh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, it was Khalil Shakir. Yeah. And he, he was in position, and he had an opportunity to, you know, contest the catch, knock the ball away. He was just inches short. But, it's, again, you know, you're, you're just there, but you're not there enough to make the play. And it's so unfortunate. Now you're you're digging deep to a guy that was on the practice squad being brought up because you go into the game with either you know most of the starting say, uh, the secondary is out or they're going into the game nicked up and injured. So you've got to have some healthy bodies on hand and be able to you know expect to uh, fill some roles. And uh, that's the way it it, it really kind of played out. But you know I. I know everybody's disappointed. I know everybody's down in that locker room, okay? But there comes a point in time where you got to just, you know, I've had enough and I'm done, you know, and you got to just grind. And this is the time you grind, and this is where you find out who the grinders are. This is not, you, you know, you get the front runners, the guys that are, you know, up and down and play with emotions. They, they fade really fast. It's the guys that are willing to grind day in, day out, because one of the things you can do is turn this baby around. It's like turning around a big old cruise ship. It's hard, but you can do it if you keep applying yourself day after day and you don't quit. I know you guys always say it's, you know, you have to look in the mirror, look at yourself, see what you can do better. But, Max, is this something where captains have to step up? How does a group like a locker room like this, I should say, regroup after you're on a four-game skid? I mean, the biggest thing is to get back in the lab, right? I mean, you, if you fall off a horse, you get back on it, right? You, you, you know, if you fall down in the ring, you get back up to box. I mean, that's the same thing. You just – every time you get knocked down, you just make sure you stand up more times you get knocked down. And the more you keep doing that creates that habit 
of I'm not going to quit. I I am built to stand this test, and then eventually good things will happen because other guys are going to look at you standing up when they're debating whether to stand up, and by seeing you, you give them strength, right? If you don't flinch, they don't flinch, and that's the beauty of a, of a team sport. You If you can't manifest that energy within yourself, look to the guys around you, and, th- and they'll, they'll give you the nod, the okay, to keep on pushing because they're not going to quit. When you look around and guys are – Sitting on the ground, sitting crisscross applesauce. I have to say that now because that's the PC term is <laughs> yeah. dead, right? Um, but I understood you know, that. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, Missy got me. Um, but you know, if if other guys are doing it, you're gonna you're gonna eventually fade into that mindset as well. But if you don't, and everybody keeps pushing and striving, eventually you're gonna break through, and eventually it's going to yield a positive result. But you have to continue to do the work. That's the one thing you can't you can't you cannot get bored with the mundane in this process because it is all about requisite experience, knowledge, and every day getting better than the day you were before. Kim Hayward, after the game, called it a dark day when he went to the podium to finally speak to the media. I know we talked about George Pickens. I thought, Billy, you know, Cam's play yesterday he we've seen what he's had to endure not having tj watt these last few games but uh, you know helping block a field goal the forced fumble i just thought that you know cam really brought his a game and he's one of those guys that if you're in the locker room you look around that's who you're like okay i want to do what he's doing to try to right this ship and this with a tweaked elbow and ankle yeah absolutely he's a leader and there's no question look when one guy stands up you have a guy like cam Believe you me, there's other guys that, you know what, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, you get that commitment of people. And I know that some people think, oh, you're being, you know, Pollyannish. No. I, I've been in too many locker rooms. I've been in, in this situation a few times where you understand, okay, you know, is there really going to be a, a that commitment from the, from the brotherhood inside that locker room? And when it comes together, man, it's an incredible, beautiful thing. Think about it. We, we we lost 51 to nothing. We lost 41 to 10. You know, then we come back four weeks later and beat that same Cleveland team at home. And by the end of the year, we were one drop pass from the AFC championship game. You know, I mean, it's an incredible turnaround, but it was the belief, number one, in, in Chuck Knoll, and it was Chuck's belief in his team. And that sort of bonding just kept building throughout the year is is awful as it seemed and as awful as it looked in the initial stages, it got better and better and better because guys were willing to grind. And think about this year, if you look at the standings, and I know we're early, but um, I only see three teams playing great football right now. We saw one yesterday. Mm -hmm. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are, and I know the Philadelphia Eagles are playing great football. I think everybody else is kind of middle-ish. Well, we've just seen crazy things happen every week. Oh, well, last week. Didn't somebody say last week that 15 of the 16 games were decided by a single score? In the fourth quarter, I think. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So and, and also, there's hope. This, the AFC, yeah, the AFC North, we're literally averaging one win a week per four teams. You know? <laughs> I mean, last night. Leave it, it to Max to do the yeah. math because it ain't going <laughs> to be exactly. me. I mean, the week before, I told you this, Billy. I was like, literally – us, Baltimore, and Cleveland all scored 20 points in the game and lost. The only one that won was the Thursday nighter with Cincinnati. That was 25 points to 17. Like, 
we're not that far away. We're two we're two wins outside outside of being in first place in this division. That's just how depressing it is. Most teams usually pull away, but like you said, the rest of the league is not playing high value football except for three of them. And everybody else is looking very mediocre. And as strong as we thought that AFC West was going to be, it has floundered. It is just Kansas City. Look at the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, they beat they beat the uh, Browns yesterday. They haven't been playing good football. Hell, I watched I watched the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars beat them into the ground. And then you look at who? Oh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, their records looking like ours. And so I'm just saying that. And the Denver Broncos, I mean, I'm not even going to go there. I think their woes are worse than ours. I mean, yes, agree. You, you talk about take. I'm like, listen, hey, I feel bad for you guys right now. Wow, buyer beware. Um, but the rest of this league is not playing phenomenal, um, and there's still a chance. We're not out of this race. And like I said, we've just started the second quarter of this season. Um, and like I said, it's inches away, inches away from the tables being turned if guys just continue – to walk down the path. Just continue to walk down the path. Eventually good things are going to happen. This Tampa Bay Bucks team, yes, they had a great record last year. This isn't the same Bucks team from last year or the year before that or the year before that when Tom Brady was there. This is a very different team. And if you could just do the little things right, everybody focus on doing the little things right. Not great things, but I'm not asking for everybody to come out. Every DB needs a turnover. Every, every down lineman needs a sack or a TFL. No. Do the little things right and be a part of the collective and be a part of the solution and not the problem, and good things will happen. All right. Well, Coach Tomlin said after the game, changes could be on the way. Wasn't taking anything off the table. He'll speak to the media tomorrow. We're going to take a break here on The Point After, and when we return, we'll debate, discuss if there are any changes that can be made. You're listening to DVE. We'll be right back. Back to The Point After, brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. Man, you play like we played today, man. You got to be open to doing whatever's required to change the, the outcome of these games. And so that's a given. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by our willingness to turn over whatever stone to change the outcome of games like transpired today. That's just appropriate. Welcome back to The Point After, everybody. Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. And our third and final segment is brought to you by Clearview Federal Credit Union. For every turnover the black and gold creates in 2022, Clearview Federal Credit Union will donate $500 to the Light of Life Rescue Mission. Clearview helping people to enjoy a better life. Visit clearviewfcu.org slash touchdown. We'll get to changes that we think could happen moving forward. But, Max, I am told that you you did some research during the commercial <laughs> break for us. Yes, I did. I, I wanted to, for journalistic integrity, as we know, <laughs> I'm a big We don't have that of, on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, the worst loss I ever took, we actually – 27 to zip against Baltimore. That was my worst loss of my career. Okay. Um, oh, you're not so, near as good as I am in losing games. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, I'm a horrible loser. I will admit that on the airwaves. I don't do well with losing. So to I even remember that, well, yeah, we went I don't, against them that year. I don't do well with losing. The problem is I'm part of what has lost big. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee. Yeah. Well, what he's trying That's to say, the problem, what he, Max. What he's trying to say is, you're the prince of futility. He's the king. <laughs> yes. Oh, exactly. My That's exactly it. Yeah, Way to go, I, Billy. I, 
Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. But I wanted to make sure that, yes, I have I have lost a game by 27 points. So mm. I, said was, I said it was three. So we lost a game by four scores before um, against Baltimore. And I remember that. I tore my knee in that game. Haloti Nata sat on my knee Ooh. and tore my meniscus. So I remember that game vividly. But uh, that's probably that, – yeah, that's the worst loss. But, yeah, I, so I've never experienced this type of loss. I mean, I probably have to go back to – early football days, which I don't remember, and they don't have records. Yeah, so you can't research that? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying jo- – I'm jo- saying, The I'm- Jones High School Tigers is not is not in the database. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that uh, uh, he picked on somebody his own size. I mean, we could look at it that way. What's that? Haloti. Haloti oh, and yeah. Max. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, I did. That's- well, you know what? You know the official title of his name is Whole Lot of Noggin is really what it is. Instead mm-hmm. of not, yeah. that, I mean, that man had a big cranium. I'm telling he you had what. A 12 really? head. He had a 12 head. Yeah, that yeah, was, was that thing. Matter of fact, I asked Casey Hampton one time. I said, who's got the bigger noggin, you or Haloti? And he went, oh, Haloti's got the way bigger head. <laughs> one year at Pitt, one year at pit camp, uh, Ironhead couldn't practice because they didn't have a helmet big enough. And wow. I said, uh, it's I on a barge coming up the river. Jerome's sending it up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Airdrop. It's yeah. getting airdropped onto the field. <laughs> All right, Billy, we heard what Coach Tomlin said about, you know, regrouping, changes. Are there changes that can be made? He didn't take anything off the table in terms of personnel, players, coaches. What what can be done to try to fix this? Well, uh, let's start with a return game. Does Gunner regain his status? I think that's a good question. Right. right. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> you're not you're not you know you don't know that Sims going to get hurt in pregame. And then I'm still trying James to figure Pierre out. is there trying to feel the kickoff in that wind. How did he – he obviously didn't have his helmet on for that ball to be able to go through his hands and hit him in the eye. Yeah, it was like early pregame warm-ups apparently, not like they when they're in their uniform. Around. Just Okay, important safety tip. Steven, put your helmet on, okay? <laughs> That's what yeah. we got to do. Job note one is safety, okay? That's as Mike Pursuta always used to say, job one is safety. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a helmet for a reason. They give you a helmet for a reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, now that, that that is a good question. I mean, and the specialty there were opportunities in the special teams game, right? I mean, there was some great opportunities um, that we didn't capture, but I think it comes down to really, I mean, execution, the minute details offensively and defensively, you know, and, and it really makes a big difference because, like you said, you don't have guys like – Cam Hayward's getting double teamed, all right? And Alex Highsmith, you know, is, get, is is getting attention as well off the edges. So other guys have to step in and do their job to the best of their ability. Cam's not going to jump three gaps over to make a tackle, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, just stay in your gap. <laughs> Don't try and jump out the gap as well, trying to make another play and expecting somebody else to make the play. Just do your job. I think that's where it's a little bit too much hero ball in those moments. And then for receivers and running backs. Hit the holes, make yourself open. Offensive line, block it, right? It, it We're saying these very simple rudimentary terms, but if you just focus in on that's how – that's as easy as the job is in those moments, but it comes down to trust. Guys have – these are new guys playing t- together, a lot of new guys playing together. So the trust isn't there, and it's about working towards building that trust. I told Wolf this earlier in the show. I said – if you're going home after practice and you're sitting at home by yourself, sitting on the couch playing Call of Duty or Madden or FIFA or whatever 
game that they play now. I know I play Call of Duty. Um, and you know your buddy's sitting at home playing on his. Instead of playing over the Internet, invite the dude over to your house. Order some DoorDash. I don't know. You know, pop in some Hot Pockets or toast. I don't even know what they eat nowadays. But Hot you know pockets. what I'm saying? Like, like, like just be together. <laughs> How about an That's Uncrustable? That's how you get to know each other. Uncrustable galore. Yes. They're in the frozen section at the grocery store. <laughs> Everybody can have them. You get a Uncrustable. You get an Uncrustable. Everybody gets an Uncrustable. I did see it was either <laughs> this past week or the week before the offensive line did go to Tulp Golf together on Thursday night. So I knew that that was something you had talked about earlier this year, Max. So that yeah. the bonding is happening. Good. Keep chopping and they're lo- away. And they're looking good. Sure. And they're looking better together yep. because of that. It takes those little moments. Yes. All right. Well, don't forget about the Steelers Pro Shop. You can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can find only directly from the team at one of the Steelers official pro shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can shop online at shop.steelers.com. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight on The Point After. For Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks, I'm Missy Matthews. We'll see everybody back here Monday night.